When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode, episode 12 of Talking Smart with Pew and McCart. Um, Joe, there was a lot going on this weekend besides the, the old firm today and uh, Arsenal Man United today as well. But Friday night, Saturday night, there was two shows on Friday night and a, the massive rematch between Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. on the Saturday night. Uh, yes, there's a lot to talk about. So let's talk about the, the Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. rematch. Build repeated revenge. Eubank got his revenge. I was there ringside before I get, give, give you my thoughts. I want to get your thoughts watching on the, the TV. Yeah, I watched on the TV. I thought um, first round, it was really standard kind of nip and tuck round. I thought it was your usual Liam Smith opening. And then from the second round onwards, I just thought it was a clinic from Chris Eubank Jr. I thought his jab was superb. He was going to the body well. Uh, probably the best I've ever seen Chris Eubank Jr. I know there's a lot of talks about a potential injury from Liam Smith and the big weight cut, which I'm sure we'll get onto. But I don't think you can take anything away from Chris Eubank, who'd done exactly what he needed to do. And I, I was very, very impressed by him. Yeah, that, likewise. Um, he he obviously went away to Las Vegas and he, he was a lot made at the press conference and on, on the, the public workout and all that, that. Eubank never got up in the morning. He would get up at 3 p.m., train in the late afternoon to evenings. He would never get up to do the morning runs and, and whatnot. But he said this is the first time in his life he's been getting up in the morning, doing his runs, doing his work, doing his strength work. So it's probably took that devastating loss to Liam back in January to maybe get the kick up the backside he needed to perform um, and get a big win. Especially when, when, when you lose a fight like that against Liam Smith or anybody, as devastating as that, sometimes the rematch, sometimes you don't want a rematch because it was so conclusive. Do you know what I mean? So he obviously got the bit between his teeth and just went with it. And like you say, his jab and everything he'd done well was executed well um, just now. And um, so I, it was just one of them ones that I just think that everything Eubank done was fine. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that's my daughter just walked in closer. <laughs> <laughs> everything, done was, everything that he done was what he needed to do. The, the, like the injury to Liam Smith, and fair play to Liam at the, fight, at the post-fight press conference. He never wanted to make an excuse. He said, "Listen, he did mention the weight cut. He said it was too big a weight cut after the injury um, to fight on this date. But there was talks about, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris Eubank moving on, and the fight wouldn't happen. So he had to get fight in September. So there was a a big weight cut, and then the rolling of his ankle." He said he's rolled his ankle before in fights and it hasn't been a problem. Um, so And he said, listen, no excuses from me. Because I did ask the question. I said, Eubank had the elbow excuse last fight. You've oh. got the, the ankle excuse. I know you won't use it as an excuse, but there's a there's now a thing there that warrants a trilogy. Do you know what I mean? Will, will you welcome a trilogy? And he basically said, nah, I'm not using them as excuses. It's Chris's night. He was a better man. So play, fair play to Liam. But yeah, going on the fight for Liam... Liam showed how tough that man is. I think it was the heavy knockdown with an uppercut in the fourth round. 
And in the fifth round, I think there was maybe 20, 25, a flurry of punches from Chris Eubank. And Liam didn't hold on once. He just rolled, kept on rolling high guard, yeah. ropes. And do you know what I mean? And even Chris Eubank paid tribute to Liam to how tough he is and made reference to the fact that a lot of fighters maybe quit with something like that. But Liam wanted to continue. He wanted to keep on fighting, even with the his lead foot not working because he rolled his ankle and the heavy knockdown and whatnot. But yeah, it was... The question is, I think, though, Joe, is does it want a trilogy right now? Do you want to see a third fight? Um, yes, I would be open to seeing a trilogy. And I think it was clear that it wasn't Liam Smith's best night and fantastic for him not to use it as an excuse. But I think we know that we, there is a better Liam Smith in there. We saw that in January, but we also saw a better Chris Eubank Jr. So... I think it'd be nice to see them both on their best nights because maybe what weight was made a big part of it in, for Chris Eubank in, in the first fight because obviously he'd made weight two or three times in, in the build-up to the Conor Ben fight, which never happened. Um, so it was a big drain on his body and maybe the way he'd done the weight was differently. He looked certainly better on the scales on the Friday from where I was standing. So it'd be good to see maybe the best of both of them maybe early next year. But then again, I wouldn't be opposed to them both moving on and seeing bigger fights. Chris Eubank Jr. in the aftermath on Sky Sports said he wants Golovkin, mm. which I think every middleweight in the world wants Golovkin right now and has done for a very long time. But we don't know what Golovkin's next steps are. The Conor Ben fight's all, always there. He said after the fight, he'd do him in four. And I think after a performance like that, I think that makes the Ben Eubank fight even bigger because mm. he realistically he dismantled Liam Smith last night and Conor Ben with a bit between his teeth after everything he's come through, that is pay-per-view for December, isn't it? But I think a anywhere, anywhere they could go from now, I think is exciting. It's really exciting. You've got Kel Brook around ringside last night. You've got mm -hmm. big names. Uh, we, we don't know what's happening this year. Quite anywhere really from the 154 to one above 160. It's really exciting. There's so many fights to be made. So would I like to see the trilogy? Yes, but there's also three, four, five other fights I'd also love to see at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think you can maybe let the trilogy stew a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that the, 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 they are polar opposites when it comes to personality. They will never go out for a coffee together, even if they they showed each other, they, even though they did show each other respect last night at the press conference, but they'll never go out for a coffee together. They'll never go out for a pint together or play poker together or whatever it may be. So there is a dislike there and there will always be a build-up fight week between the two of them because there is that dislike and there is one each. We're both getting a stoppage. So I'm guessing they'll both want to write that wrong again or Liam would probably want to correct that wrong this time round as well. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a Great event last night in total as well. I, I really enjoyed last night. There was good fights with Fraser Clark and Dave Allen and Adam Azine, future star. Um, Florian Marku, first round stoppage. Michaela Meyer getting the win. Looks like she's looking for a Natasha Jonas fight. Um, young Frankie Stringer, who's, in, who's managed by Liam Smith, looks absolutely fantastic. Good lightweight coming through. And then obviously Lauren Price gets the win as well. So <clears throat> it, it was a great card up and down. I probably missed a fight somewhere, I'm sure, but if I have, I apologise. Um, but yeah, I hope Liam has a rest, gets <clears throat> gets back on the saddle. 
He's back in the camp and gets into another fight. Um, he's still got a lot left after the... I mean, I don't think you can define him on that fight. He's 35 years old, but I, I think he did hurt his ankle in that one. He didn't... And I, I, I've been a fan of Liam, and I've known Liam for a wee while, and I've been watching his fights for a long time, and I, 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 think, I, I think a lot of people sitting ringside was looking at Liam and thinking, that's not Liam in there. I think Tony Bell, you made reference to that, and a few people ringside with me made reference to it as well. So, But that's to take nothing away from Chris Eubank Jr. because he went away, trained his butt off during the, the training camp out in Las Vegas, and he got the win. So, yeah, it's one each. And then if the trilogy is going to happen, I'll be up for it. Certainly. And I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a shame to see Liam Smith bowl out on that on that loss last night. He is 35. He's been a professional for, I think, 14, 15 years now. But I think he wants to prove to himself that, that that's, that's not him in there last night. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him. I want to see him back to his best for at least maybe one or two more fights at the top level. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But like I said to you, it was, it was a huge um, weekend for boxing. Um, I, I was up yep. on, I, I was at the weigh-in on Manchester. This is this is what I this is my trip. I've done over eight hundred miles. Mileage. Yeah, eight hundred, <laughs> close to eight hundred miles this this week. Um, maybe just over to be honest. I was Manchester on Tuesday, weighing all their fight week. Liam Smith, Chris Eubank weighing on Friday, back up to Glasgow for Ricky Burns and Billy Lemon fight. Went home, woke up, had breakfast with the wife and kids, jumped back in the car, went down to Manchester, Smith Eubank, back in the car, back up. Yeah, so it's a a lot of miles on the on the car now. I probably need to get a new car or a new engine, but one of the two. But like I say, I want to talk about Ricky Buns and Will Lemon because it was a fantastic fight in itself. But there was a fight at the at the Bolton uh, White's uh, Hotel um, with uh, Lyndon Arthur and Suarez, which I heard was a good fight. I think. It was a scare for Lyndon Arthur from what I'm hearing. I've yet to watch. I'm going to watch it because I've just watched the old firm there. So I do want to watch that fight and I will probably try and find it. But you watched it. Joe, explain it to me. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. A very happy man just after West Ham beat Luton on Friday night. <laughs> and I switched over to Channel 5. And I was very, very kind of worried at stages. I think um, I think Lyndon was struggling. He He was really struggling. And Second half of the fight, he was coming back into it, but it had shades of the second and to the yard fight when Suarez was applying pressure. And Lyndon Arthur, I don't think he likes it when it's really close pressure, but when he got his distance and he, when he did get that jab off, because we know how big, how long, how difficult Lyndon Arthur can be, he was chasing the fight. And that, that's the key thing, he was chasing the fight. And in the end, just that beautiful body shot. And at the time, you didn't even realise it landed because... It was a probably a two second delay until he touched the canvas, Suarez. It was a really, it was a beautiful body shot. Of which, in the end, as soon as he went down, you knew he was not getting back up from. Mm. As Suarez was gutted, absolutely gutted, and Lyndon Arthur is now the IBO world champ. But I would like to just quickly mention uh, Sam Antwi after it was kind of the fight after because the way Channel Five do things. Wow, well, that's a British fight of the year candidate there, right there against Cartwright, absolute war back and forth, which ended, I think, in the 10th round with, I think, just a few seconds to go in a frightening knockout, an absolutely frightening knockout, which kind of takes you back. And the replay wasn't shown for a while. He was out cold. It was really, really bad, but an excellent fight 
And now you've got a new British champion in Samuel, Samuel Antwi. But an excellent, excellent night for boxing with that Wasserman card on Channel 5. It was really good entertainment. Yeah, I think my Sunday night sorted now with uh, after I watched some a little bit of football tonight. I think Arsenal playing United, are they? That's yep. correct. Yep. So I'll be I'll watch that and I'm gonna go and watch those two fights that you you mentioned there because it looks like I've missed out on some barnstormers there. But I do want to touch on a fight that I went to in Glasgow. Two Scottish legends went to war themselves. Um Ricky Bonds and Mainly Lemon. Um I tell you what, Ricky at forty is probably the fittest forty year old you're ever gonna meet in your life. I mean that 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 is a that is a true. If you want to show young kids how to live the life and how to be a boxer, I think you just look at Ricky Bond the way he's lived his life and the way he trains. He is an absolute machine. But Willie Lemond is hard as nails. You're never going to meet a harder man. I, I swear to it right now. I think it was a right hand. It was a one-two or whatever broke Willie Lemon's nose in the second round. And Joe, I mean, this thing was gushing with blood. There was blood all over his chest, all over his shorts. Um, there was that much blood, I think it was in the sixth round, and the, there was that much blood in the middle of the ring, both fighters were slipping, like it had been raining. That's how much blood was in, uh, uh, in that ring, and the referee, Victor Laughlin, had to wipe the ring down with a towel. It was absolutely... It's one of them old... You know when the fighter's all bloody and there's blood all over the, the opposing fighter as well, and it's just one of them, those old-school fights where there's blood in the gloves... Um, it was just everywhere. It was it was gruesome, but Willie Lemon never stopped. He couldn't breathe for six rounds. Never stopped, and he kept coming back to his corner and blowing his nose and like fix my nose. He was angry at himself that his his nose had went. But I think the right decision at the end was because uh, it was a twelve round fight, believe it or not. At the end of the eighth round, was to call it a day because it was only going to get worse. His breathing mm-hmm. and his nose, and I think uh, yeah, it was a great great fight. And to be fair, some Scottish talent was shown. Martin Crossan, lethal. Matty McHale, lethal. Um, some great, great. Tyler Jolly, watch out for him. Commonwealth Games, Bron Mellist. I'm giving up the Scottish. I need to say these guys because we get nothing up here, Scottish boxing. We're quiet. Nobody comes up here and gives us any media coverage or whatnot. We don't get the big fights up here unless Josh Taylor comes to town. It's took two old dogs, two old Scottish legends to say we'll fight each other to get a big show up in, in, in Scotland. So fair play to the pair of them, man. Like the, they're, uh, they're my friends and. Uh, I've got a lot of time for them and I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they, they put on a big show for that and we managed to bring on, because Willie Lemon had two of his fighters that he trains on the card and Ricky Burns had two of the fighters that he trains on the card as well. So it was, they put the, the card on and gave their fighters that normally fight in hotels and small shows the opportunity to fight on a big show. So that alone was was amazing to see. And you know what? Make, made me proud to be Scottish to watch them two guys go at it. So I was over the moon. Uh, for the pair of them and listen hopefully that's the last fight and they can go and give their wisdom and their knowledge to the guys that they have in their gym now the young kids that are going to take over them and hopefully achieve what they achieved in the sport but yeah fantastic night and uh, it was a great night oh great weekend all round for me yeah it certainly was I want to quick give a quick mention to a small hall show I was at yesterday which was very very good Um, Johnny Clark's top tier mm-hmm. uh, show and he had a heavyweight on called uh, Mihal Nista. Yeah, and, uh, is, that, is he the one that uh, knocked out AJ, AJ in the amateurs. amateurs? Yeah, he beat AJ in the amateurs. He beat Hergovic in the amateurs. While in fought Usyk and um, uh, Romania, that I just he weren't he weren't getting the support from Romania, so he's based up over here now. A very very strong guy, looks very skillful, very talented, and I think he's 
hunting down Rosansky for the Bridgeweight title before campaigning at the heavyweight title. And he was, he come through a, a hard fight against a hard Colombian last night. And he's someone really, really to watch out for there. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it was, who was it that told me about him that he, he had signed him? I can't quite remember, but he was telling me to watch out. He's a force and now he's based in the UK. And we know yeah. we've got some really, very great up and coming heavyweights here in the UK alone. So, um, yeah, it's exciting times. There's nothing happening next week, Joe. So you're going to have to get your thinking cap on what we can talk about in the boxing. I'm sure there'll be news. I'm sure there will be news. There's always news in this boxing game. And uh, yeah, let's hope it's big news so we can um, we can get rattling off and talk about it. Because I enjoy my Sundays with you, young man. I really do. Likewise, mate. Likewise. Hopefully we'll have something to talk about. I think there's a few press conferences next week happening. So hopefully there'll be some talking points and we'll uh, talk some boxing. Listen, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Joe. As I said, it's a pleasure to speak to you, young man. And uh, until next week, we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, mate. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go, where can they find us, Joe? Where can they, they find They can us? find us on YouTube at IFL TV, Talksmart with Pure McCart, every single audio streaming platform. And I'm sure you'll catch us on some show social clips on all your social medias. Definitely. Listen, Joe, enjoy your Sunday, mate. I'll speak to you soon, young man. Speak to you soon, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.